Today, I'm sitting down with Emily DiDonato and Christina Garcia, best friends and co-founders of the skincare brand Covey. Stay tuned as we discuss their incredible careers today and how they met and just how Covey took flight. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Maine, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Maine has been an incredible journey so far, and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to welcome our guests for today, Emily and Christina. They are the supermodel and Google exec powerhouses behind Covey, a skincare brand with essentials for an easy and enjoyable routine. Emily and Christina share a huge passion for skincare and together realize that less is more when it comes to efficacy. With their three-step product lineup created with a leading dermatologist, Covey is the definition of compatibility, literally. A Covey is a flock of birds that fly together and protect each other, which is exactly what Emily and Christina envisioned when building the Covey community. I love their clear message with the name because sharing beauty is one of the most rewarding parts of it all. Whether you're learning from tips and tricks on social media or creating a brand with your best friend, beauty is about supporting each other and ultimately empowering each other. So it's an absolute pleasure and honor to have Emily and Christina with us today. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. We're so excited. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. So I asked my guests the same question. As there's two of you, I'm going to like kind of divvy it up and kind of I'll start with Emily first. So Emily, who in a nutshell is Emily? Oh, Wow. Who am I? Like describing words as, oh my gosh. Open-ended question. A, oh my goodness. You're like, I'm in the hot seat right away. Um, I would say, who am I? I am a model. I'm a co-founder of Covey. I am a mother. I am a content creator, a wife. Um, I am very creative. Um, I am very caring and sociable. And I think that's kind of me in a nutshell. Christina, was that a good description? I was going to say that was a great description. That was great. (laughs) Well, Christina, you got some time, but I'm going to change it up. I'm not going to always go for Emily first. So next time, maybe you'll have some time. (laughs) Who in a nutshell is Christina? Yes. So um, I am just like Emily. I'm also a mother. We uh, were basically pregnant and had our children very close together. Uh, So I am a mom, wife, daughter, sister. Uh, I'm a co-founder of Covey and also lead our operations um, and come from the world of digital sales and marketing. And I would say that I am uh, an extrovert, a great listener, um, and, ver- and a very empathetic person. I agree. Oh, I love that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm already sensing this. I love when I see like me and my sister are co-founders and we're best friends, even though we're siblings. Uh, but you guys, I can already sense the dynamics. It's going to be a great conversation. Um, I have to ask the first question and I'll let either one of you, you know, take the floor. But how did you guys meet um, before Covey? became to be. Yeah. So Christina and I met through our husbands, actually. Christina went to college with my husband and her husband. And then about six or seven years ago, they introduced us 
and we became fast friends. So that's how it happened. And I would argue now that we're even closer than they are, even though they were the OG best friends. <laughs> so before, you know, I want to go into the story of Covey, um, but I do kind of want to go individually into your own journeys and your successes to date. So Christina, um, tell us a little bit about how, you know, Google came to be and a bit about your kind of childhood and your journey into beauty. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, um, I guess I can start with uh, my journey when it comes to Google. So I've been at Google for, let's see, almost 13 years. I actually was an intern at Google in California. So if you've ever seen that movie with Vince Vaughn, the intern, that that was actually me in real life. I was very fortunate the summer before my senior year of college that I was able to get an internship with Google um, and basically joined them full time and kind of just worked my way through the ranks of uh, sales and marketing in in digital media at Google. Um, And I think that, you know, working at a place like Google, uh, it's a very renowned company. And I think they're definitely known for uh, their values and what they, um, what's important to them from a work-life balance as well. So I think a lot of those principles, you know, uh, that I really appreciated and valued from Google, I definitely tried to bring to to Covey. Um, But at the same time, you know, while that was kind of my corporate career path, uh, skincare is something that I've always been really passionate about and really has roots um, kind of going way back with my abuelita actually growing up. um, I was very close with her in Miami. And one of the things that she always taught me was the importance of a skincare routine. My fondest memories are kind of getting ready to go to bed with her at night. And it was so special because even when I was little, you know, she would let me do her skincare routine right alongside her. Um, and I just always remember that she kept it very simple. She always used very like gentle products. Um, so I could even do it with her even when I was little. And so that was something that growing up, I always had some sort of skincare routine. And I think where Emily and I really, really bonded, I think skincare is something that's like incredibly intimate. And I think a lot of people actually do bond over it. And for Emily and I, we met and we were both saying that our biggest challenge at the time with our skincare routines is it was just so complex. We were so overwhelmed. It was the height of like the Korean skincare routine with like 10, 12 plus steps. I had gotten so far away from even my simple skincare routine that my abuelita had taught me. Um, so that was something that we really bonded over and we felt that it was a challenge um, and that we wanted to to solve it. So I think that's kind of my journey on the Google side of things. And then also just I feel very lucky to always have a passion about skincare and then be able to create and build Covey with Emily to kind of solve this challenge for a lot of people. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And and Emily, I would, you know, floor to you. We'd love to know about your incredible career. I mean, I don't know if you know where to start, so I'll let you take it away. Yeah. So my background, I've been a model for over... Tw- 12 years now, actually, primarily in the beauty space. So I was the face of Maybelline for over 10 years. I was the the face of Biotherm for many years. I've been on the cover of many different magazines, many different Vogue's, Marie Claire's, Elle's. Um, I've been modeling since I was 17 years old. So I'm 31 years old today. So beauty, skincare, makeup was very much ingrained into my life since I was 17 years old. You know, I signed with Maybelline when I was 17. I was a junior in high school. Um, And I think for me, my skin was my life. So 
anything that anyone ever recommended to me, I would put on my face. I was layering all the products, all the actives, all the things, thinking that I was doing the right thing when it came to skincare. I would say I'm using all these expensive products, but I was using them all at once and wondering why my skin still looked like crap. Honestly, I would literally go to work and makeup artists would be like, Emily, what are you using now? Like your skin is a mess. Um, and I think like Christina mentioned, we both had this love for beauty and this love for skincare, but we genuinely didn't know how to create a skincare routine. We felt overwhelmed. We didn't know what products we actually needed. We didn't know the order you were supposed to use them in. And then after doing a ton of research together, Christina and I, we went through over 500,000 reviews of different products. We went through Twitter, Reddit. We were looking into conversations that others were having around skincare. And we realized that we weren't alone in this kind of confusion. The love for beauty and skincare is absolutely there, as we all know, on the internet. But so many people felt confused by it, which is why we felt passionate about creating a simple, effective, easy skincare routine that worked across all skin types that was designed to be used together, extremely gentle and backed by a dermatologist. So that's the very quick version of my story. No, amazing. And I have to say, like, what I love, I've had a lot of skincare founders on the podcast, and I've obviously received a lot of products. And I, as someone I would even say is quite well adverse with beauty and skincare routines, I still get lost. I still get confused. And for me, I love when I received your product, the three-step process, it was so easy, so effective. And it's odd because when you say that, people think, oh, but it's been done. But it really hasn't. You guys are really doing something that I feel like I haven't yet experienced and I've received a lot of packages and your products are really good. And so we'd love for, you know, one of you to explain a little bit about the cleanse, brighten, moisturize, the three-step process. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can take that one. And I think it's really interesting because like, to your point too, we kind of always say too, with the Covey three-step system, um, mm. you know, when you think about Clinique's three-step system, which was really revolutionary at the time. And Covey's kind of like the clean, modern version of that. So we have right now, Covey is the three-step system, which is our first of all cleanser, next up vitamin C serum, and last but not least moisturizer. Um, and I don't think we've mentioned this as well, but we did develop Covey with a renowned dermatologist, Dr. Julie Rusak in New York City. So she was the one who really helped us to identify what should those key essential products be that everyone should be using day in and day out that's going to make the biggest difference in your skin. So with our first of all cleanser, uh, which has now actually just won its third beauty award from Harper's Bazaar, which is amazing. Um, for that product, yes, we're, we're very proud of that. Uh, and that was definitely Emily's uh, labor of love with our first of all cleanser. So once again, we were kind of all about how do we create essential only products and really kind of streamline the skincare routine? So double cleansing was a big thing at the time. And what I think is very unique and special about our cleanser and why it's winning so much awards is that there is no need for double cleansing. It removes waterproof makeup. Uh, we had it test ophthalmologist tested. So you can really get in there with your eye area and you can basically take off all your makeup, but without stripping your skin. Usually you kind of have to choose one or the other. Like you can get all your makeup off, but then your skin feels super dry and stripped afterwards. Um, so with our cleanser, you can do all of that, but then your skin also feels refreshed and amazing. I had so many videos from Emily. She would come home from her Maybelline shoots as we were developing that product. And she would say, it's still not taking off all my makeup. We need to do another iteration. So with actually every single one of our products, it was 13 plus iterations, which is pretty, pretty wild to get to the products that we have today on the market. Um, 
So that's our first of all cleanser. Then you have, and as you can tell, we make it as foolproof as possible. The names of the products reference when you should use them. We have our next step vitamin C serum. We don't play favorites, but this is my personal favorite. Our customers have uh, called it liquid gold in a bottle, mm. um, but we use a special form of vitamin C in our next step vitamin C serum called THD ascorbate. So it's basically a more gentle, non-irritating version of allosorbic acid which is probably the most common form of vitamin C on the market. Um, and, but it's also 50 times more powerful than L-ascorbic acid. So you really get the best of both worlds. And then we specifically formulated it with vitamin E and grapeseed extract because studies have shown when you use vitamin C, grapeseed, and vitamin E all together, they really amplify and bolster each other's benefits for really brightening and prevention. And then finally, we have our last but not least moisturizer. Um, and this is really like a year round moisturizer. I think that's what's really unique about it. It kind of has a really nice whippy gel texture, but you don't lose that kind of long lasting hydration. Um, and it's really a powerhouse of hydrating ingredients. We have squalane, glycerin, and sodium hyaluronate in it. So as soon as you put it on your skin, you just feel that kind of like immediate hydration and plumping. And that's kind of the overview of the three steps in, in Covey's routine. Amazing. I mean, I guess, I mean, nothing more to add because I was pretty perfect. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, we, she knows it by heart as we both do. Yeah. I, I do lead our product development. So, and it is something obviously so, so passionate about. Um, yep. and you know, even, uh, it's funny, even, um, my hus our husbands, Emily and I, a husband, like that's how, you know, like every morning we get up and my husband says, okay, as a joke, he says, welcome to my YouTube channel. He's like, first of all, I'm using the Covey cleanser. Next up, I'm using the vitamin C serum. <laughs> Last but not least, I'm using the moisturizer. And I'm like, okay, actually now that you've been doing that for like 90 days, you can stop, but thank you, <laughs> you know, for I'm just re-emphasizing. They're doing it, how right? Easy it is. You made products yeah. to do it. That's the best part. And, uh, and I will say like, um, when I looked, I, I always do this when I uh, just generally for like market research stuff, I love to go to reviews and I don't know what kind of source you've been doing, but there's not one less than four, like very few for most or five. There's no like one star is like, I don't know. So that obviously shows it's working, but you've built such efficacy, eff I can't even say that word, I'm not going to try. You've built stuff efficacious products that really people are loving. And that I think definitely helps with the, having that kind of uh, consult, dermatologist, it definitely adds that kind of, I guess, that know-how. But um, that iteration is the big thing. So is that something that, you know, you were not going to fault, like you, you didn't want to rush the launch. You were like, I'm going to make sure it's perfect before we launch this. Yes, exactly. I mean, we really took our time. It took Christine and I over three years before we even launched Cubby. That's how long we were working on it. And we tested each of the products and each of the iterations on over 150 different people before we launched. So that was an extremely long and tedious process, but we're so glad that we did it because we feel like the reviews speak for themselves. Like people enjoy them. They love them. Our repeat customer rate is wonderful. Like we feel like we really achieved what we were trying to do there. So we really wanted to be thoughtful before we launched and make sure that people love the products that Dr. Rusak approved of all the ingredients and was made sure she was heavily involved with that process. So we checked many different boxes before we brought it out into the world. Yeah. I think the other important thing too, is that 
you know, this is an incredibly crowded industry. It only is getting more crowded. There's a new skincare line that's coming out every other day. So I think for Emily and I, what was incredibly important was really two things. It came down to uh, our products being as effective as possible and also not just launching something for the sake of launching something. So that's where really solving uh, for that consumer challenge that we had seen was there, which was creating kind of an easy, effective, clean skincare routine. And that was something that people were really craving and wanted. Yep. No, I feel, and I, as I said before, like I, I am a good example of someone who's just received a lot of skincare from a lot of brands. And I still find what you've created is something unique. I haven't seen, but because it's simplified it, but with formulas that I feel are trustworthy, they're community proven, not like sampled and then got these like good reviews. They're like really verified buys. I also looked at that and it works. And I think that's where you didn't rush it. And I think that's a big, big part. Even for anyone creating a brand today, it's like, it is a crowded space. Doesn't mean you don't have to launch something. Just make sure you're launching something with purpose and it's mm -hmm. got, you know, the right formulas and the right efficacy to make sure it, it can last um, in time. Because I think there's something about that, right? Like it's not sustainable to launch a brand and then close it down if you're going to hire people and this and that. So you want a brand that can last. And by doing that, you've got to do the Covey way, I would say it, which is don't rush and do it properly. Mm -hmm. um, so kudos to you guys on that. Um, one question I do want to ask is about sort of how you guys are divvied up. Um, question I get asked a lot from me and my sister. I think you touched on it a bit with NPD a bit um, with you, Christina, but what are your roles and responsibilities? Emily, you want to take that? You want me to take that? Sure. No, I can go first. So I yeah. do everything that has to do with creative at Cuddy. So our social, a lot of our PR, a lot of our um, influencer relationships, and content creation. I create a lot of our ads. Um, that's kind of what I handle. And I also kind of, I feel like act as the, oh my gosh, not act as the the, the voice for Covey. I'm on all the podcasts and do all the things and yep. really get the word out there. Um, so those are my key roles. Yeah. Yeah. I think for Emily and I, we always say we're like the perfect uh, yin and yang. Like yeah. I literally like love organization. I love project management. Like Emily knows that, like she knows that it brings me a level of fulfillment that is probably not okay. But um, that's why I think it just works out really well. A lot of people ask us like, you know, your, your best friends, our lives are so ingrained. I mean, you're working with your sister, but um, Emily and I, we live like literally two apartment buildings apart. Our husbands are best friends. We're best friends. Emily is the godparent of my child. So oh. I think, you know, early on, it was like very important that um, it, it just worked out well for us in terms of like what our, what each of our different strengths are, what we were most passionate about. So as I mentioned earlier, I lead all of our operations at Covey. So that really spans um, kind of our, our operations, our logistics, product development, customer service, and our communication efforts when it comes to uh, email and SMS. And then we also have a chief growth officer, Nell Brown, who's amazing, who really leads a lot of our efforts around, you know, digital marketing and retail and, and those sorts of things. So I think we've done a really good job of kind of divvying up amongst our team 
who owns what. But then I think that we're obviously very proud. We're a team of all women. Um, we also definitely collaborate uh, with one another as well. And we're kind of all of each other's sounding boards. Amazing. Um, one thing also, um, it's a conversation I'm sure we get asked, especially with similar founded brands, similar times as the pandemic, right? And how that affected a lot of things. And uh, how has it been like in general from like a launching a brand during this pandemic, as well as, you know, the issues we're getting now with formulations and raw materials and supply side, like educate everyone on the realities of this industry today. Yeah. Uh, as my eyes starts to like twitch a little bit. I, know. <laughs> I've heard um, I mean, you know, we, we, we did launch in the literally March of 2021 in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, we were very lucky then because we had actually gotten most of our, uh, packaging and everything already over from abroad. So we were kind of not impacted by those at the time, you know, kind of a lot of those, I think, supply chain issues. Plus we launched as direct to consumer only as well. So we were not impacted, you know, in terms of what was happening on the retail side of things. What was really nice for us from like a tailwind perspective is that a lot of times people push back. We were always planning to be direct to consumer and being like, well, people can't really test it. They can't feel it. They can't try it. And what the pandemic did for us was really, I think that fundamental change in consumer behavior when it came to skincare and beauty, which was being more comfortable buying something online because there just wasn't an option to go in store. So I think that also really helped us. Plus the fact that there were multiple articles about people actually being overwhelmed by their skincare routines during the pandemic and that people were just looking to uh, simplify and make things a lot easier for themselves. I will say, uh, you know, obviously being very transparent right now, that we are definitely very much impacted by what's happening from an inflation perspective and also a supply chain perspective. We are not... uh, we are not not impacted like everyone else to kind of those rising prices across the board for our packaging, for raw materials. We've seen longer lead times for our raw materials. So I actually think that, you know, definitely thinking about launching a brand today is that one of the most important things to think about is operations and kind of being buttoned up when it comes to inventory and things like that. And just whatever you think is, Hey, I'm going to need something by this date, just pat on three to four months. That's kind of just the mind frame that I'm always in at this point. Um, and I think we're just kind of seeing how things shake out in terms of being nimble with what's happening. No, no, thanks for sharing. And it's really important because, um, you know, even for Fable and Maine, we we'd, we're, um, we just uh, went to all our retailers and we're doing a price increase just because we have to. It's just our cost of goods have just gone up. Uh, freight has yeah. gone up and it's really affecting the business. But also it's a time where I think consumers are getting educated by a lot of brands that the reality is that we have to. And hopefully a lot of them are going to stay loyal to us for, and understand the reasons for it. Um, and then sometimes... It's really out of our control. Um, but also if we want to, you know, create uh, for you guys, you know, all your products are fragrance free, cruelty free, synthetic uh, dye, essential free, all that stuff. It's harder sometimes because a lot of the roars are a bit more bespokely found. They have a longer lead time. They're not in abundance of supply by the big lab and giants because um, we're not like a Dove or, a, you know, those kind of companies. Um, and 
therefore even lead times are now going, as you said, three to five months. I have some certain pumps that are suddenly gone from like 80 days to like 180 days. I'm like, that's half a year lead time. <laughs> I have to demand plan that much. So it's it's a tough, it's a tough time for sure for all brands. Um and definitely harder when you get into retail because you can't be out of stock um, for too long. But that kind of leads me to my next question, which is about also demand planning is very tough because we have rough forecasts, rough sales, but then you have this beauty called TikTok, which sometimes without knowing you wake up and you're viral and then you sell out and then you're like, oh, great, that's amazing for business. But actually, um, I have to now wait a couple of months until I can get my next order because I haven't planned for that. So maybe Emily, for you, like, what has TikTok been like for you? I've seen you guys on TikTok. My friend Radhika also did stuff for Fable. She did an amazing routine. I love your TikToks, Emily. How has TikTok been for Covey? I think TikTok has been wonderful for Covey. Like, I feel like it's a really great place to create snappy, quick content and get some of our key messaging across. You know, for me, I'm a content creator by nature, by trade at this point. I've really focused on that over the last six to seven years. And I think my ability to create TikToks very quickly and to jump on trends very quickly and just get that pumped out into, you know, on TikTok, on Coveys, on TikTok, on my own. We have a couple of places where that can go and repurposing it generally as much as we can. I think it's been a huge strength for us in general. Um, I'm like having- 100%. No, Sorry. thank you. I was going to say- <laughs> That sounds it. awful. But I just mean from a content perspective, as you know- <laughs> It is. That's your advice too, right, Emily? I think we would advise anyone, like if you're, if I was starting a brand without a content creator as a partner, I would absolutely- make sure to have someone who is a content creator like on your team yeah. right away because that's what's key i fully agree i mean like mm-hmm. uh, not to put myself in the back but like i, I have a little like three hundred thousand followers i built my own little thing but it's been really hard because my sister is like the opposite of content mm-hmm. creation she's someone who's like uh nope i don't want to film i don't want to be part of it and i'm like we have a hair care brand that my hair is good but nikki's hair is going to really resonate with people and we're founder led so it's been like uh mm-hmm. i should have like i should maybe media train i should get you and emily you should speak to my sister you should give her some tips because i'm like i want to use her more in <laughs> yeah yes, i want to use her more in can. content but uh it, it can be a struggle sometimes but but it, it's so important i think today as well apart from using of course ambassadors and influencers and social media creators um it can be expensive. It can be difficult. Sometimes just getting the message across from the founder or content creator in-house, it can be so powerful. And for me, I've, I've done a bit of extensive research on Covey um, on TikTok and the content that resonates the most with me is yours, Emily. It's, it's just, and you get it for sure. But um, I don't even get that sense of like, it's the founder selling me something. I get like really authentic, like you use it, you know the products and it, it really works. So that's your benefit for sure for Covey is, is that yeah. big time. Thank you for saying that. Uh, Christina, I have, I have a question for you is about sort of, I know you guys have created that perfect three-step routine, mm-hmm. but actually brands need to grow in terms of product sure. development, right? And create other products. Yeah. And, and we understand concerns are, are, are quite vast. We want to hit as many people and help as many people. So what are some of the, what is the future of Covey looking like? Yeah, I mean, I do think that you know, ultimately our, our overall mission at Covey is to create easy, effective and clean skincare routines. So I think that, you know, in launching new products and we do have a a new product launch actually coming up 
very, very soon, hopefully. Um, I think it's really about staying true to ourselves in terms of identifying those essential products, like we said, that should be used every single day and making sure that they work within the existing Covey skincare routine uh, as well. So I think that's kind of what we use in terms of our product development principles in general. And I do think because we have that mission and we have that commitment to that mission, that at some point we probably will cap out in terms of what we do within the skincare space. Um, but I think that there are definitely there there are definitely still kind of opportunities for uh, expansion within our existing cubby routine with, you know, kind of uh, some additional essential staple products. Definitely. No, I I can see that. And I think uh, it goes my next question about retail. Like what is retail for you? Because especially if you end up in some retailer environments, they kind of demand it, which there is a whole education piece happening right now and kind of kickback of like, hey, mindful MPD, only what's needed should be created. But what is a retail landscape looking like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think retail is uh, 100% on the roadmap, just because the retail still is so critical from just an awareness, from a validity perspective, from a discovery perspective. So we're very much kind of honing our direct-to-consumer. And what's been great too about direct-to-consumer is we also have subscription as well. And that's actually been hugely successful for us and a huge growth engine. So it's been nice to kind of get the data and own that data on our own for right now to really understand our consumer. Um, But I think like it's, I think it's like pretty difficult nowadays, like in the skincare world to just be like purely direct to consumer and not have retail involved. It is. It's one of those things where I actually got inspired by Patrick Taub. And when I was about to create Fable, I went to a Sephora convention and um, I was like coming, I came from Dior from three years looking after influencers worldwide and the affiliate parts. I was like D2C, that's my, that's my baby. I got that. And, and actually he told me, listen, like, D2C is great, but there'll be a flex point where nothing can beat the power of like a Sephora or a retailer. And it really can work coincide and it can help you structure things, sample things, it's different things. And I listened to that and it's true. Like now with Sephora, it's, you know, it's, it's majority of our revenue and it's helping us structure things in a right way. They're also like a consultant arm when we come to our MPD, helping us make sure we're creating things that make sense with their data knowledge. So it is true. Like while I think I think a lot of brands can definitely start in D2C. And I think it's a very solid way to do it. It also gives you time to like cash flow and manage expectations. I think that retail partner, but the right retail partner is so crucial. I think you can go in the bed with, it's like, you know, you're extending your family, like you hire someone. It's the same with retail. You've got to make sure you have the right. And I think actually what you guys are doing is, is what I would say the best route, because you're also understanding your community you're listening first and then maybe having them in that process to help you decide where would they like to see it? Um, you know, what are their kind of shopping needs? And that's, I think, yeah, the, the right way. So um, I'm excited to see where that space goes and also the the, the few little MPD projects coming up. So uh, I guess everyone will, I'll put the links in the bios, so everyone can like follow and stuff, but has to stay tuned to what Covey's, ne- what's next in store. But a little bit now off Covey, a little bit about kind of just your both routines. Um, Emily, I'll start with you. What are some of your kind of rituals that keep you 
motivated and grounded as a founder? Like maybe do you have like a morning routine or things that you do in the day? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's different now that I am a mother. I think Christina will agree with that. But my non-negotiables are definitely waking up, having my iced oat milk latte. I wake up very early, usually between like 5 and 6 a.m. I like to have a little bit of time before my daughter wakes up just to be alone um, and kind of start my day that way. I also always make sure to work out every single morning. That's kind of something that just... I've been doing that for years, but it just helps my focus in a really great way. Um, spend a little bit of time with my daughter, and then it's kind of off to the races. Of course, after I work out, I do my skincare routine, do my hair care routine. I always you know, do a small makeup routine, something to kind of feel put together every day. That was something that I really stuck to, like my skincare and hair care and makeup, especially after I had my daughter, because those were the things that kind of made me feel like myself again. Um, so yeah, that's my morning routine condensed into 25 seconds. <laughs> I love it. And, and Christina, how about yourself? Yeah. So, um, I mean, my son right now is right. Uh, he's a very early riser, uh, about 5.30 a.m. So I think one of the biggest things that I've had to change in my routine is uh, trying to go to bed much earlier, which involves me trying to do everything in my power to not be on my phone right before I go to bed. Um, yeah which is very tough, but apparently that's like the worst thing that you can do if you're trying to go to sleep. Um, but he wakes up at five 30 before I go and get him. I actually, and my mom gave me this advice. I think it's very important. She was like, take care of yourself first, do everything that you need to do, like before you go get him. Um, so I always like to like, wash my face with super cold water that helps me wake up with Cubby's first of all cleanser. And then I go make my iced oat milk latte as well. I mean, Emily and I are best friends, so of course. Um, and then, uh, I take all like my vitamins as well. And then I kind of like get my breakfast ready, but I don't eat it. And then I go get my son. I kind of play with him for a little bit, um, give him his bottle. And then he, you know, we do have a nanny and we have help. So then once she comes, that's when I kind of finish the rest of my routine for the day, the rest of my skincare routine, get my beauty, get everything else ready for the day, have my breakfast and kind of get started. So it's, it's actually pretty, it's a lot more regimented now, I think with a child than it was before. Yeah. Like routines are even more critical now. They have to be, especially like COVID mm -hmm. and these changes. But I love what you said. It's kind of, I have this little thing where I travel a lot for work and I always use the plane, the beginning of the plane as like a reminder to myself when they say, fit your own mask before you help others. I'm like, okay, that's a good reminder of like, focus yes. on me. Because I have a habit of putting others first. Um, and then I, it doesn't, it's not sustainable. And it's just something that we have to remind ourselves that you are your own self and you have to always prioritize your own health and happiness. Um, if you can, you should. Mm -hmm. um, so that's important advice. I, I like that. Um, so I'm gonna we're gonna go to fire round questions before we wrap it up. But I have um, quite a tough desert island question for you guys. I'm inviting to a family beauty island retreat, but yeah, you can only take one of the three step pro, you know process. I'm so sorry, but uh, I think I, I know Christina already said. Maybe I think I know what yours is. But Emily, first, what is your go to cubby product? For me, that would be our first of all cleanser, just because that's the product that I feel the most passionate about. And I feel like we spent the most time on. Um, but also if I'm on a desert island, like that's the one thing I'm going to use on my face and my entire body to feel like clean and revived. Yeah. Um, and it's just my favorite product for sure. So that's my go-to. <laughs> Christina? 
That's, that's really good reasoning. Yeah. I'm over here like with our next step vitamin C serum. And so like Emily will be cleansed and refreshed and I'll be like, Oh, but I have like a glow at least. And you know, you guys, you guys can like secretly share. It's fine. That's the best thing. You know, you'll, you'll just like do a little swap. Yeah. It's all good. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, So fire round questions. So this is first thing that comes to your mind. We're going to, I'm going to do Emily and then Christina. Okay. So, and then um, quick answers. So no time to think. First one, Emily, what is another beauty brand that you're currently loving? Oh, I love, um, oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, It's a hard one. That's so hard. (laughs) I've been using Crown Affairs. Dan is amazing. Um, hair mask. And I've been really enjoying that. Yeah. Yes. Ama- I actually just bought the brush and I just have it with me. It's amazing. Um, so yeah. So good one. Yes. Uh, Chris- Christina? Uh, Summer Fridays. Which one? The overnight? What's your What's your go-to product there? Uh, go-to product. Yeah, from, uh, so I, I mean, I guess like in general, I think Summer Fridays, what they've, you know, with the brand, with what they've built the from like the brand itself, I think, you know, what what they've been able to do and kind of like that community that they've built uh it's definitely something that we admire yeah and the jet lag mask was pretty iconic when it came out it's it's pretty cool it's a good product yeah um so emily what is a guilty pleasure of yours a guilty pleasure of mine is honestly like crawling into bed and watching tiktok (laughs) i love it and christina i guess yours is um trying to avoid the tiktok at night but what is your guilty pleasure (laughs) Oh, my guilty pleasure. Actually, this, this is kind of what my guilty pleasure is going to Barnes and Noble and buying a bunch of magazines and reading them, which is like super, super old school. Um, but for me, like just sitting on the couch and like perusing a magazine, obviously your digital media background. So am I, it's like, not like it's thriving, but, um, no. But that that is like a really big guilty pleasure of mine. I literally, you know, when you're saying that, I'm like, oh, that's such a good thing. To, like, I'm glad people are doing that because I still want to invest mm-hmm. in digital media, in press, and like, you know, when you do all these articles. Yeah. I'm sure, as as I hate to say this, as you know, as founders of brands, sometimes we're like, oh, cool, we're in Vogue. We're like, uh, is what's the ROI? We don't know. Like, we want to spend time and effort on getting all yeah. these articles, but we're like, oh my do gosh, they yes. do much? But they do, but it's, yeah, it's a tough time right now to really understand. Uh, you don't see that direct, like, boom, compared to, like, maybe, like, a viral TikTok, right? So, but it, it is important. People yeah. love it, and it's still there, and it still exists. Yeah, you guys have you guys have amazing uh, press. You're going to have to tell us afterwards who you work with. Oh, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I'll post this. I'm an open book. We'll, 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 we'll chat. Um, so, next question, um, Emily. What are you currently watching or reading? Currently, my husband and I are watching Loot, which is on Apple TV, and we are absolutely loving that. Um, And then what am I reading? I am reading a Colleen Hoover book called Reminders of Him. I love fiction. Um, So that's what I've been reading. Nice. And Christina? It's funny because I could like answer all of these questions for Emily because I'm watching The Summer I Turned Pretty (laughs) because Emily just told me to watch Summer I Turn Pretty and then to watch Loot after that. Um, but I know that's like all, all over right now. It's like, the, which I didn't get on TikTok because it was like Team Jeremiah, Team Conrad, but now I'm in it and I understand it and I'm very invested. 
Um, and then in terms of what I'm reading, I'm actually, I've been pretty bad about like reading books, but there's one of my favorite apps that my husband introduced me to is called Instapaper. And basically anytime you see like an article online, you can actually, um, like noted in this app. So then when you kind of have a moment to like read, then everything is just like Ooh. all the kind of interesting articles and stuff that you come across. It's like there for you to pick and choose. Um, so that tends to be my, uh, reading material these days, just kind of various articles and things that I tag across the internet. I noted, I'm going to download that after just a little Google Instapaper. That's, that's actually quite yeah. game changing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, tough question for you. What is your favorite social media platform? It's another, like choosing another one because it's tough. <laughs> favorite social media platform, you said? Yeah. I can't say TikTok though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it is TikTok. Yeah, I feel yeah. you. Christina, yeah, same? Or... I mean, as a Google employee, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I would say it is TikTok. Say YouTube. Although... Yeah. A friend just told us about the new app that I think is making the rounds, which is Be Real. Um, Mm. And that, uh, I have a feeling that's going to be pretty addictive as well. I'm curious to see where that one goes. I'm I'm also interested to see like all these new apps, like will it have... I don't like to say this, but like it's the clubhouse effect of like it's super big and then suddenly people are like, wait, like I don't really go on it anymore. So I want to know like in a TikTok that's it to stay. Instagram is an option, yeah. but like, yeah, these new apps, there are some, also some new ones in the beauty field, which I'm exploring, like, you know, with the live stream ones and the ones that you can like make little communities, but it's, um, there's still enough yeah. to do on TikTok and Instagram for us brands that like, we're just like, there's sometimes focusing is better on those apps, but as consumers, it's good to first test and see. Also Pinterest, Pinterest and LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I think is one of the most underestimated brand, uh, like platforms for found, for like founders, but also for brands um, because of the way it just gets viral really quickly, like the way that people share the content. So um, that's something I would definitely look into as well, LinkedIn. Um, my next question, uh, we're nearly, wrap, nearly done. Um, Emily, what is a favorite quote or mantra of yours? Oh man. Christina, what is my favorite quote or mantra? Oh, you know what I'm going to say, Emily, would you say it? Just like, what do you, you say like, you're like, just frick it. Like, just do it. Oh, heck them. Heck them. There we go. Heck Heck (laughs) them. I like that. (laughs) Yes. It's my, my go-to phrase to remain authentic when I'm second guessing things or anyone. I'm like, heck, I'm going to do whatever I think. I love that. Okay. I might, I might, I might use it, but I'll give, I'll give credit. Okay. I'll say Emily told me, heck him. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So my last question guys is, um, if you want, I mean, you, I know you've had your careers as well. So I kind of want to say like, if you want a beauty entrepreneur is my question, but also if you weren't doing what you were doing in the past, what would you be doing right now? What would be your reinvention? Emily first. I think I've always loved like health and wellness and fitness. So I think I would do something in that industry. I guess it's not that far from beauty, but I love fitness. Like I did a yoga teacher um, training a couple of years ago, maybe some sort of trainer, maybe some kind of nutritionist or something. I think I would do something in that space. Love that. And Christina? I would love to be like, maybe I would be like some sort of coach like a leadership coach or um, some sort of like specific coach in, in the corporate environment, I think. Love that. But I always ask, I start end with that question because I always like people to like just remind themselves of like, you know, this is an incredible journey, but there's many lives we can live in this life and, this, and you can always do more than one thing. So 
sometimes I always like keep that in my head. But um, no, I, it's been a, such a pleasure speaking to you guys. I um, we have to meet in person one day soon, but we'll we'll, we'll stay connected offline. We'll do some um, kind of founder to founder convos and share ideas, and we can we do something together with our brands as well. But in the meantime, where can everyone find both you guys privately on your socials, but also Cubby? Yeah, so you can find Covey at just at Covey on Instagram. And then myself, I'm at Emily DiDonato, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Christina? Yeah, so you can find me uh, on TikTok and on Instagram. And it is at Christina L. Garcia. I'll put all the links clickable so everyone can just go tap straight away. And um, guys, I wish you all the success and um, this is just the beginning of our friendship so I guess till next time and thank you again for being yeah thank you so much thank you so much I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.